welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome in, guys, to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Rick Lemon here, no Morgan today. We, uh, we're splitting up the shows this week, uh, which is pretty much my fault because I wasn't able to uh, the other day. But here we are doing some buys and sells here. Week 13 might be the last week that you're doing this. So this might be our last buys and sell show. But if you have the trade deadline still coming up, I know ours in our home league is this week. So uh, still time to make trades in some leagues. So if you can do it, make sure you give this podcast a listen. So before we get started here, um, I just want to say, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Twitter at the FF champs, Instagram at the fantasy champions, Facebook, uh, dot com slash the fantasy champions we even TikTok to at the ff champs uh you could listen to us on apple podcast spotify stitcher and any other podcast platforms make sure you guys leave a review share it with your friends and if you're watching on youtube subscribe click the bell for notifications and make sure you like and comment um comment any start and sits questions you got or anything like that so without further ado um i'm gonna give you guys the best buys and sells here before the season ends. So the number one guy on the list for me <clears throat> is Alvin Kamara. And he has kind of disappointed some people. Um, I don't, I know Morgan isn't crazy high on him and uh, it makes sense. Like he's had an up and down season. Um, the offense is kind of gross. Uh, Andy Dalton kind of speaks for himself there, but look, his schedule rest of season is fantastic. And I believe I said this on the show before, but I'm going to say it again if I did. Um, rest of season, if you're in the playoffs right now, let's say your team is like eight and four, you're in a good spot, you know you're going to make the playoffs, you maybe even already clinched, I think you should go get Kamara. He has Tampa in week 13, then a bye week. So rest of the regular season, he's going to be kind of worthless for your team. But if you pull the trigger, make that trade, you know you're going to be a playoff team anyway. You get him for Atlanta, golden matchup. Cleveland, a great matchup. And then the Eagles, who run defense, has been awful the last couple of weeks. So those are three really, really good matchups for Alan Kamara to finish off the season. Uh, and I think those are weeks where he could go off and get like 20 points in each of those games. And that could be a huge difference maker. And let's be honest, Kamara right now, probably pretty cheap in your leagues. Uh, I know a lot of people who are iffy about him and, you know, he's disappointed a lot of teams, which is exactly why you can go and get him. I think in our league, you could probably get him at a relatively cheap price. I know on the season right now in PPR, he's the RB15. In standard leagues, RB24. So half PPR, he's probably somewhere about around RB19, RB20 in that range. So. He's disappointed. He's disappointed a lot of people. He still hasn't even had his buy yet. Um, he's not the guy that I thought he would be uh, in the offseason. And I, I kind of want to blame it on <laughs> Jameis Winston. Uh, I thought the offense would be a lot better with Michael Thomas and Jameis Winston. Uh, but no, now we have Andy Dalton, and that's about it. To be fair to Kamara, though, it's not like he's been awful this year. Uh, he has missed two games. Uh, I think he was limited in one game as well. And he's had some good weeks um, from week five to week eight. He had 23, 18, 17, 42. 
So in PPR, that's a pretty good stretch of games there. Uh, and then the last couple of weeks, he just hasn't, hasn't really been the same. Hasn't gotten the same amount of touches, to be honest, same amount of carries. And then the f- two fumbles last week kind of killed. So, um, but he's still a good player, still the RB one on that team. And with a great schedule to finish off the year, I think he's a great buy. Um, and the number two guy on my list, my wide receiver one pre-draft this year for rookies, Garrett Wilson. Uh, everybody who follows me whatsoever knows how much I like Garrett Wilson. The guy's a stud. Um, I think he he has that shiftiness that you look for sometimes in, in route runners. Um, that Stefan Diggs kind of craft, crafty player uh, when he's running those routes. He's an explosive player as well, is able to make guys miss in the open field. And he's just a talented receiver who has had his ups and, and downs for sure this year in his rookie season. Um, but most of his downs have been playing with Zach Wilson. Um, in the first three weeks of the season, he had 9, 30, and 12 fantasy points. Zach Wilson comes back in week four. And with Zach Wilson, six, five, one, six, 17, 17, and three. Pretty disappointing. This week, Mike Wade comes in. Granted, fantastic matchup against the Bears. The Bears' defense is brutal right now, but still put up 26 fantasy points, had two touchdowns, had that great, great play over the middle, made a guy miss, turned it into six. Um, special talent, who doesn't have that hard of a schedule. Minnesota this week should be another good game. Buffalo definitely makes you scared week 14, but playoff schedule is Detroit, Jacksonville, and Seattle. That is a just beautiful playoff schedule um it's juicy man it's really juicy and i don't think you you know you're gonna have to pay a little bit of a price for garrett wilson i don't think it should kill you though i i think it's it should be reasonable enough where you're able to make that deal and benefit um that that end of season schedule is just too good to pass up with potentially mike white going i would expect him to go rest of the way it's hard to go back to zach wilson right now unless there's uh, some injuries or just really, really bad play. Um, but in the foreseeable future, as of now, it looks like it's going to be Mike White. And looks like those two have a connection. Garrett Wilson's clearly the number one receiver on this team. And as long as the offense is playing decent, he's going to put up some big weeks with some juicy numbers. I think you could trade for him and instantly plug and play him and just have him go for your playoff run. So Garrett Wilson, big fan of his going forward the rest of the way. And the last guy on this list, another rookie receiver. And look, rookie receivers historically, you know, maybe not having great year ones, but will have some great stretches to end their rookie season. This is If you're going to have a rookie receiver, usually this is the time of the year that they break out. Um, but my third guy here, second rookie wide receiver, George Pickens. George Pickens, I think, has already started that trend. Uh, I think trading trading away Chase Claypool was the sign that they want George Pickens to be the guy. Um, and, you know, I thought going into the year it was going to be Deontay Johnson. I think a lot of people did. And he's still a good, solid player. But, you know, he just doesn't seem to have that connection with Kenny Pickett. Um, I don't really know what it is. I don't know if they're using him the same. I haven't watched a ton of Steelers games. I watched the Monday night game against the Colts, and it was just kind of weird. Uh, he did get eight targets, but 
Uh, nothing significant. I think maybe he benefited from Big Ben, just the dump-off slant passes in PPR leagues, but he definitely made some big plays, and I think he's still a good receiver, but um, is the number two guy in that offense. And the number one guy is George Pickens. Since the bye week, 14, 18, and 10 face points, double-digit points in every single week. Um, the target share wasn't there in week 10, but last two weeks he's had six targets each. And he can make a big play at any moment. Uh, I think he's probably in the line to make some big catches and potentially touchdowns too. I think for the Steelers, outside of maybe Fryermuth, he's the guy that you would expect to get a receiving touchdown, which is good. And then again, rest of the season. This is kind of a theme here with these buys. Rest of the season schedule, Atlanta, Baltimore, Carolina Panthers, Las Vegas Raiders, and then uh, Baltimore again. So the Ravens defense has been playing better, but on the season, they're not great against receivers. Atlanta, awful against receivers. Carolina and the Raiders, um, not great against receivers either. So does not have a hard game rest of the season. Could be um, a breakout season. Reminds me, you know, a couple years ago, Brandon Ayuk's rookie season, he had like a stretch of like seven games in a row uh, where he was just getting like 11 to 18 fantasy points a week. I think that's George Pickens this year. I think uh, at post buy, so starting in week 10, like I said, 14, 18, 10, I think that stretches continues um, rest of the way. He's startable every single week. He's honestly, I think, a great flex rest of the way. Shouldn't be too expensive. Should be cheaper than Garrett Wilson. So maybe you want to go get Garrett Wilson. Doesn't work out. Next guy to go get is George Pickens. Um, that schedule is just great. Uh, I like the player. I like the situation that he's now in. Should be a good stretch for George Pickens and uh, could win you leagues. All three of these guys could win you leagues. Um, so, yeah, I like all three players. Try to go get all three. Now, for the cells. This guy actually has a pretty easy schedule for us to see in my, my top cell here. Um, and the cells aren't really in order. The buys kind of were. The cells aren't really in order. It's just three guys that I think you could sell. Um, and this guy is someone who you could definitely sell and should be able to get a decent price. But I think you should do it. And that guy is Cortland Sutton. Um, that offense is brutal. It is brutal. There, there's, there's no coming back. It's such a shame because they had so much potential. So much potential. That offense has so much talent. You know, you expect Russell Wilson to come in there and just gunsling, but nope. It has blown. Javante Williams got hurt, which hurt a lot for the team and the offense, I think, for any chance of them bouncing back. And you look at Cortland Sutton, he's got a great rest of the season schedule, and I think you can use that as a selling point. In the last couple of weeks, he's been decent. 12, 13, and 13. Playing against, though, the Titans, Raiders, and Panthers. 11, 7, and 8 targets in those games without Jerry Judy, without KJ Hamler. Those guys, I think, are coming back this week, or if not this week, next week. So he's putting up those numbers without those guys in great matchups. So even with great matchups the rest of the way, those guys come back, the target goes down. At best, you're getting 13-point weeks out of Sun, which is good. That's solid. But that's his ceiling. I think you can do better. Um, so I, I would definitely look to move Cortland Sutton. Um, to be honest, 
I don't know if Morgan would agree with this take. I'd probably trade Cortland Sutton for Garrett Wilson if I had Cortland Sutton. I just that offense to me, I'm just so done with it, which sucks because again, I was on that train all off season. I loved Russell Wilson. I thought, you know, he even though he wasn't great his last year in Seattle, he was still decent, and there was still a lot of football left to be played in his career. And then Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams had they had the offense talent, and they just disappointed big time. So Sutton playing on the worst offense in the NFL getting some wide receiver competition back. So even though his schedule looks good, I'm not a fan of his rest of the way. I would definitely trade him. And you can get some good assets for him. He hasn't been bad last couple weeks. Overall in the season, he's been okay. So trade him, get some good assets for him um, while you can, I think. And maybe not while you can, because I do think he's going to be okay rest of the season, but nothing special. So number two, a guy who I think has benefited from some injuries. I'm going to go with Josh Palmer. Um, Joshua Palmer, receiver for the Chargers. Very good. Very good last couple of weeks. You can go back to week six, 14 fantasy points. He missed week seven, then they had a bye. Week nine, 18 points, seven points, 30 against Kansas City, and then 10 last week against Arizona. Solid. Very solid. He's been great. Um, but I think if you could package him, to go get somebody else, maybe one of the guys that I talked about earlier in the show, um, you should probably do that. He He's a solid player, but I don't think he's a great player. He's, he's really a wide receiver three, and he's been benefiting from Keenan Allen's injury, from Mike Williams' injury, and he's been the wide receiver one on that team the last couple of weeks. And with Keenan Allen back now at full strength, um, and Mike Williams coming back very soon, it's going to move Palmer down in the depth chart, and I don't think he's going to be doing much when that that's the case. What he did in the first five weeks of the season pretty much is what I would expect him to do um, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams back, and that's not going to be really fantasy relevant. So while he has some value, um, go trade him away. He might have a good week this week. I don't think Mike Williams is playing. He's playing it, the, the Chargers against the Raiders. They should put up some some a lot of points in that game actually um and palmer should have a good week but bite the bullet this week send him away and uh i think you won't regret it come playoff time you're gonna look at his playoff stats compared to somebody like a garrett wilson or george pickens and i think you would rather have those guys so josh palmer number two sell um i think probably he's my top choice for the cells of all these guys um so, yeah, if you have Palmer, it's just a great time to package him, right? If you could package him in a deal with another player and go get an upgrade at that flex position, maybe you could you really use an upgrade at your flex for the playoff push, you should go ahead and do that. So the last guy on this list, the final guy for the buys and sells, I got Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary. He, um... Ah, man, he's... He's had a good year. <laughs> he's had a better year than I thought overall. Um, he's up and down, but he's had a lot of ups. Eight points, four points, 24, 11, 5, 14, 9, 8, 15, 17, 9, 11. That's pretty solid, especially since uh, week six. Very, very solid. 
gets you pretty much 10 points a week. Uh, doesn't get any, you know, big games in there. The most he'll get, he's gotten is uh, 17 in that stretch. He had 24 in week three, but um, that's the only 20 point week he had. But, but solid though. He gets you from, from week six, he's had eight to 17 points every single week. That's pretty solid. Really solid RB2. Um, but I think it's a good time to trade him. And and the reason being is the snap percentage is is the biggest one. It dropped a lot this week. And I think the Bills really liked what they've seen out of James Cook the last couple of weeks and are slowly getting him more involved. And he actually, I believe, had more touches than Singletary in this game. Um, which he did. Yeah, he was the team's leading rusher. I think you're seeing a little bit of a shift similar to Leonard Fournette and Rashad White. The team wants to get James Cook involved more, and I'd be very scared if I had Singletary. Um, I would try, I would have traded. I, he probably wouldn't have been on my team already if I had Singletary. I probably would have already traded him. But <laughs> if you're at this point with Singletary still, trade him. Get rid of him. Um, he's just... I'm nervous that James Cook's going to take that job. And let's say James Cook doesn't take that job. Um, this past week, the Bills ran the ball more than they might rest of season. <laughs> You're not going to get a game where they run the ball that much. Maybe against a team like Chicago because they're blowing them out by so much in week 16, and you could get Singletary in there for a touchdown or two. But um, I don't like it, man. I don't like it. I think Devin Singletary is turning into the RB2 on that team on a team that doesn't really run the ball a lot anyway. I know they have been the last couple weeks, but when push comes to shove, that team is going to be throwing the ball a lot. Um, The Bills love to throw the ball, and Josh Allen's going to take carries too on the ground. So I don't want the RB2 in that offense. And similar to guys like Cortland Sutton and Josh Palmer, it's not like you're trading them for nothing. I think you can get a pretty good deal for Singletary. I honestly think you could package in, in some leagues, not all leagues, but in some leagues, I think you're able to package Josh Palmer and Devin Singletary and go get a really, really solid player. Um, if you had both those guys, I would do that in a heartbeat. Or Devin Singletary plus somebody else and go get a running back upgrade if Singletary is your RB2. Um, you're really just preparing for the playoffs at this point. That's what we're doing. We're preparing for the playoffs at this point in the season and preparing for that championship run. So Devin Singletary, I don't think would be a part of that team, um, a part of that run. So get rid of them while you can, and you won't regret it. So that's it for the buys and sells. Don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And we will talk to you Tuesday, I believe. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.